You're listening to Off-Road Garage Podcast, and here are Jason and Jim. And we're live. And that's it, buddy. We're What's up? up, buddy? How are you? Good. How you doing? Special guest tonight. I'm, I'm looking forward to learn. Yeah. Yeah. About making all the power with all the smoke and all the smoke, and air and whistling, and awesomeness. Yeah. I'll do the best I can to uh, educate you. Yeah. We got Eric Motor City Diesel. Yeah. Welcome to the show, my man. Thank you. Glad Your to be first, here. our first diesel guest. Yeah. It's my first Rep- podcast. Represent. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's first. It's, it's a win-win. Exactly. Hell yeah. So, so I'm actually pretty. I don't know anything about diesels for the record, other than they take the different pump. At the gas station, like I know that much. They definitely take the different pump. Yeah, there's no doubt about what that. What exactly happens if you don't put in the right pump? I know one won't fit. One way or other doesn't fit. Well, you know, honestly, it, oddly enough, I've never seen a diesel blow up from putting gasoline in it. We had a guy at the shop that drove all the way from the UP <laughs> to our shop with gasoline. What? It was a 2014 six seven Power Stroke. It was a doctor. Okay. And he said it wasn't running right, but he didn't care. And he drove it all the way in. By the time he got to us, there was like a quarter tank left in it. And <laughs> I drained it out, topped it off with diesel fuel, put some new uh, fuel filters in it, and uh, sent her on her way. Still out on the road today. Thing put down like two hundred, okay. like 290 miles on, on gasoline. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> sure. I got no power, and it yeah. feels funny. I don't Does know why. Does it sound making the same? It sounds awful funny. And it... <laughs> Just as very pingy is exactly what he said. Yeah. Very pingy. And I'm like, well, you know. You got to love the commitment to that, though. Like, I'd have freaked out by the bridge, and he drove all the way home. Oh, I yeah. mean, unlimited funds, you're certain. Yeah, I so, suppose, yeah. You know, hey, it's if just, I got to buy a new motor, I can yeah. buy a new motor. So right. No big deal. <laughs> Stupid. You should have been like, yeah, you do, as a matter of fact. This <laughs> one's going somewhere else. In fact, you do. I'm going to make a go-kart out of the other motor. The whole truck, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, really, uh, gasoline and diesel um, – as far as the motor itself is concerned, they're identical. Okay. Um, you know, even gasoline motors are starting to take some uh, some some tricks from diesels as far as turbos go, direct inject, all that kind of stuff. But you know, uh, pretty much pretty much all in all, you've got you know four stroke motor. It's pretty much all the same as far as all that's considered, uh, except for you know your pistons coming up and making so much heat from the friction of the piston compressing mm-hmm. um that instead of a spark going off with a fuel air mixture inside of it you're spraying the diesel fuel in at the correct timing it makes the explosion and then also the the injector keeps uh spraying fuel uh most of the way down the stroke so rather than just getting a boom out of it you're actually getting a spray and the oh, explosion wow. is you know continuing to get bigger as the piston goes down yeah. that's uh that's that's where all the torque comes from is because it's continuing yes. to spray diesel fuel in there so. jay doesn't care about science he's like hearing big explosion <laughs> like explosions and fire well i mean so know, the first. actual the air compressing is what generates the heat like, like a thunderstorm like the lightning around the thunder around lightning makes Absolutely. the heat yeah. yep there's no spark plug per se that would ignite anything and that's Nothing. why they're just built so beefy right you just Absolutely. take that punishment oh yeah constantly well, you know, I mean, you figure most of the, most of them have a thirty thousandths clearance between the top of the piston and the cylinder head, okay. and you're talking about a stroke that starts off at somewhere, you know, anywhere between five and six inches, okay. and it's squeezing all that air down. Not to mention the fact that you know when you're when you're heavy in the throttle, making thirty pounds of boost, and that piston's all the way at the bottom, <laughs> you're you're you've, you've got thirty pounds of pressure in that Just cylinder. Then the it. valve closes, and the piston squeezes that down to thirty thousandths. <laughs> Yes. And then it ignites. And then it ignites. detonates, I guess. Yes. 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 So to to continue the power, the spray continues after the the downstroke. Correct. I did not know that. Yes. No. Oh, that's... All right. Learn something every day. And it's a little different from from yeah. truck to truck, from engine to engine, right. stuff like that, you know. And it's become more so with newer diesels than it used to be. Um, you know, older diesels that had... in manual injection pumps in them um it was a pretty much predetermined amount of fuel that was going into the cylinder okay um they didn't make quite as much torque or power until you really started to you know put bigger injectors in you know put larger delivery valves play with the timing a little bit stuff like that but newer ones they they do pulses okay so they're they're spraying pulses of fuel you know, to keep the atomization up rather than just having a, you know, garden hose dumping into the cylinder, which is essentially what you're doing with the older stuff. 
Or, you know, when you go into bigger injectors on even the new, new, new trucks like, uh, you know, say a 6-liter power stroke, you got factory injectors. Say we go with 170-530 injectors. It means that the holes on the end of the ejector tips are 30% larger, and then it's 175 cc availability of fuel to spray down into uh, the cylinder. So, you know, as you increase it, like if you had a 205-100, that's literally like having two injectors in one hole. Oh, <laughs> yes. You know? And More power. Some right. of these guys that are really getting crazy, you know, I mean, it's in six liters, like, you know, 400, 300s. It's like having three injectors in one hole. Wow. Essentially, it's like having, you know, 24 injectors in your V8 right. engine. <laughs> yes. That's definitely miles per ga- or gallons per mile, not miles per gallon at that point. Yeah. It's really smiles per gallon. So I mean, you're like a yeah. mad scientist. You're like sort of like a mad – you're talking about all these thousandths and cc's. And I told you. I, told I thought you should come here and be man, like, yeah, yeah, we're going to roll coal. And I, th- I was expecting to hear that. He's like talking like a scientist. Well, you know, I mean – uh, rolling coal to a certain point is cool, but at a certain point you're just making EGTs and you're just going to crack a piston or, you know, turn something into a plasma cutter and melt a piston. <laughs> I mean, he showed me before at the yeah, shop. Yeah. That's I've, awesome. I've had plenty, I've had plenty of trucks come in. I mean, I've seen trucks where, you know, the piston melted so bad that it, it liquefied the piston so bad that as the piston's on its way up and it's literally turning into a molten ball of aluminum as the compression is going through the center in the hole that it burned in the piston, liquid aluminum actually gets sprayed down <laughs> and around the cylinder, and there's so much pressure that it actually corkscrewed up the push rods. It was on the cam, on the push rods, up into the valve cover. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's, it's we're talking about a lot of heat. In it's yeah, it's a lot of heat, funny. a lot of pressure. It's yeah. pretty funny when you open them up. I wasn't driving it hard. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, not Somebody at all. was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're lying to yourself, not me. <laughs> it's all the same check. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let me show you why. You're an idiot. And and it's not like you're a dealer where they're going to come and lie to you. They might as well just come and say, yeah, dude, I was being stupid. Fix it. Well, like, you know, right. sometimes I feel like people think if they lie to me, the, the repair is going to be cheaper. <laughs> like somehow, right, like, you know, yes, like, I, like I, if, I, if I say I wasn't being that. that hard on it, it won't cost me as much money. And yeah. I'm like, eh, the repair is the repair. Just, just wave your wand. Because <laughs> yeah, you're going to call the piston company and say, hey, he didn't mean it. And they're going to be like, oh, we'll give you some free pistons then. Sorry. Right, exactly. He didn't mean it. I think that like the piston in the engine itself will just fuse itself back <laughs> together and be good because oh, I was saying, I was being hard on it. Oh, oh, all right then. Problem solved. So, what made you get into diesels? I mean, everybody else, like I know, is in hot rod and stuff. Is like hot rods, gas motors. Right? Uh, really, it's my roots. Uh, I was born into a trucking company. My okay. dad, and my uncle had a trucking company. At one point, we had twelve trucks. But when I was like six years old, my dad made me start coming into the shop, and uh, pretty much over from there. <laughs> I started working at a actual repair facility when I was 16 years old um, out in Howell. And then uh, just kind of took off from there. Ended up working for a giant farm for a few years. That was a really cool job. They just don't pay shit. Okay. So I had to I had to leave there even though that was probably, as far as a job is concerned, one of my favorite so jobs. We're talking like dairy farm or something? You uh, worked at a farm cash farm? Cash crop. Okay. Cash crop, Yeah. And you, you know, just fixed all their cool big stuff. You never knew what you were going to do from day to day. Okay. I mean, I was, I was, I went from being a mechanic to a farmhand. I okay. mean, literally, nobody is anybody anything there <laughs> other than a farmhand. And while yes, most of the time I'd be fixing things. You're just like the farmhand with extra skills. Yeah. Times I'd be, I'd be on my way into the shop, and uh, you know, the boss would call me and be like, "Hey, where are you at right now?" I'm like, oh, I'm on my way to the farm shop. All right, cool. When you get there, grab a. Grab a 9620 and uh, head on up to New Lothrop with it, you know, and that's a big articulating eight-wheel tractor. Okay. Got to drive it an hour and a half up north, and then by the end of the day, I might be 100 foot up on a leg on a grain elevator changing out a motor or something like that. I mean, you just never knew what you were going to do. You know, it, he ran a giant uh, haunted, you know, like haunted house, hayride, all that. Mm. Sometimes I'd end up working that. I mean, okay. you just never know what you're going to do at the farm. That was one of the coolest things about it. At least you never said, like, go get some hard bands and castrate these sheep. I mean, <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, no. <laughs> no, never about, had to deal with any about lifestyle. About a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I might have been like, you know what, I'm all set. I'm going to go fix that truck. That tractor, yeah. like, that tractor looks broke. Like, pretty sure the uh, ASN's blown out on that truck over there. I'm going to go do that and find somebody else to right. strap some rubber bands on some nuts, man. I'm going to go swim in some diff fluid before I go deal with that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, for me, it's all pretty organic. Okay. I mean, you know, I never went to school. I never did, you know, 
anything like that. It's just school of hard knocks and just turned into what it is. I get sick of shop owners being assholes and, mm. you know, never listening and not being decent to the employees and stuff like that. And I finally just said, you know what? If I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it for myself. Fair enough. I tried to run the shop the way that I wanted the shop to be run when I was an employee. I think I do a pretty good job. My guys seem pretty happy with me. They stay? Yeah. If they're staying, they're happy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because in that, in that line of work, I mean, they can go work for UPS and be a diesel mechanic or whatever. Go anywhere. Right that now. guy's yeah. not happy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if, if they weren't happy over here at Motor City, they could walk. I mean, yeah. if they have that skill set, mm-hmm. it's right. not like it's not in demand right now. Oh, by the way, uh, Motor City's hiring right now, too. Okay. And, uh, we Local pay, diesel mechanics. Yep, we pay quite well. Uh, you know, benefits. All Anybody push stuff. a broom or anything? Because I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a lot less excitement doing that. Yeah, I'm not sure about any of this whole 4,100, but I can push out of a bush broom, boy. I think the excitement is like uh, you guys have a, a vast like array of trucks. Like I've seen yes. performance trucks in there. I've seen fleet trucks in there. Yeah. I've seen big trucks in there. Like you guys, every time I drive by some cool Hummers, cool. Yeah. I think that's definitely yeah. an advantage there. Cause if you were just a fleet mechanic, you're working on the same truck. Like, yeah. every day. We're not real good at saying no either. I mean, other than like sprinters, <laughs> sprinters can kiss my ass. I'm not touching a sprinter. Okay. There's, it's a hard no. Unless you want a brake job or an oil change or something like that. But. Not, not touching that Mercedes diesel. <laughs> no, thank you. No, no Jeeps as far as the diesel engines go. Okay. We've learned our lessons. Should have Oliver come up here. Oh, man. Yeah. We got a, a guy did a diesel. I mean, actually, it was a Mercedes yeah. diesel swap in his uh, uh, Wrangler. Oh, okay. Like well, a little I mean, three liter or it something. It sounded yeah. really cool. Yeah, I put a turbo on it and yeah. everything. I mean, it sounds really good. Oh, it's, you know, if, if I hired a guy that was, like, into it yeah. and was good with him and wanted to do it, um, you know, I'd be cool with it, but you know, I just not into watching my mechanics be on suicide watch. That's yeah. <laughs> fair. <laughs> you know, they when, when when your mechanics hate life, you hate life, right? And you know, yeah, it goes downhill when they're when they're not into the job. Man, you've never seen feet dragging like <laughs> you know, like it's like having toddlers go to bed. Nuh-uh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's work. crazy. Like you know, when you give them a job that they really don't want to do. It's like, fuck you, man. That's like that's like the look you get, like you know. And you can always tell when when you do it because they're 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 pretty quiet with you for a right. couple days, you know. Thanks, like, man. Thanks, yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah. dick. Could have yeah. gave that to Joe. How'd you give it to me? Really? I got to get the manure truck again. Well, I was apparently I should put off my Mercedes purchase. And I was looking to get me like you know a Sprinter van, four by four conversion. Apparently no, not. No. Apparently <laughs> not. Tell you now. <laughs> you had the it was an E three fifty in there not too long ago, wasn't there? I think I drove by and seen that front. Uh, like yeah, a, which was like a uh, like four wheel drive. Four wheel drive one. Yeah, I think it was a Quigley. Yeah, yeah, it was a Quigley van. I remember seeing that and I thought immediately, I'm like, oh, Jim would be into that. Yeah, I did. I love. Yeah. I, I could put all my fishing stuff, my hunting stuff, my photography, all in that. Be dry and warm and still go places. Like it'd yeah. be rad. Yeah. Yeah, that you're talking about the blue one. Maybe yeah. I think yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah. the lifted blue one. Um, yeah, that one was pretty cool. That one was more like a uh, camper on the inside. Yeah, yeah, it all set yes, up more like an Overlander. That's exactly that's what, I need. what he's yeah. into. Yeah, I, mean, I do a lot of time in the UP, so like I like to be able to go someplace and be dry and away from the bears and stuff. Because like I sleep in a hammock right now, and I feel like a soft taco for bears. <laughs> Like, you know, like they're going to come up and be like, oh, sweet, it's already wrapped. You know? <laughs> I just have to close it up at both ends and drag it off, eat it at my leisure. <laughs> so a little nice, here, a little there. Yeah, it'd be nice to have, like, a, you know, a Quigley, like, with a, a bed inside, some place for my fishing rods and my camera gear. I could do some editing in the thing while I'm looking at the river. Like, you know, it's a perfect yeah. dream in my head, you yeah. know. Yeah, we did a, we did a uh, full, full bulletproof on a uh, Quigley van uh, a couple years ago, and uh, my tech was pretty upset with me when I gave it to him. But I told him, I'm like, you know what, just... Just just lift the cab up off of it. Maybe it won't be that bad, you know. And actually, it wasn't that bad. Okay. Because uh, you're going through the doghouse most of that work, and that's kind of the, the problem, or what? Well, you know, if so, if you're doing turbo or up pipes or any of that stuff on a 7.3 or a 6-liter van, mm-hmm. no big deal. Injectors suck. Okay. They suck. You can't even hardly get the valve covers out. I mean, literally on 7.3 vans, in order to get the injector out for cylinder number 7, you've got to take an air hammer, and you got to hit the firewall just in front of the uh, doghouse <laughs> so that you can actually get the injector out. Yeah, I mean, massage it a little yeah, bit. There's, yeah, there's, there's, there's no getting around it. I mean, You might just save somebody some problems. Somebody on the listener yeah. might be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening to us right now in his garage, banking the injector off the firewall. Like, How does this come out? <laughs> 
little massaging. About to take the die grinder, cut the injector now. Yeah. <laughs> I just hey. weld this back together. Yeah, yeah, you know, you can do that coming out, just going back in. That's, that's a problem. Always a problem. Yeah, yeah. you be really precise. I, gotta, <laughs> I now have a seven, seven cylinder van. I just put a bolt in that hole. <laughs> just plug it off. I get, here. I get a bolt to fit. We're down here. <laughs> Pinch off that line. Let me try. Just remove the exhaust valve. Oh, that's awesome. But you got, I mean, you guys got some trucks that make some big power coming out of there. Uh, once in a while. Once in a great while. I got a guy right now that's uh, <laughs> talking to us about uh, a 2019 Super Duty. Uh, he'd like it to be between six and 800 horsepower, wants compound turbos on it, all that stuff. And, you know, I'm like, well, you're going to go that high. You're going to need some billet rods unless you're into, uh, you know, folding rods in half. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're into that, I mean, we can certainly do it for you. You, uh, yeah, that's one way to go. Well, he's like, he's like, you know, sometimes we get big horsepower. I'm pushing like 160 in the Jeep, right? And I'm like, yeah, anything over that is big to me. He's like, oh, we yeah. we start at three. Like, you know, well, I mean, like it, it's and sometimes like the high ride guys are like, oh, that's, I mean, like, you know, I mean, that's what that's a stock Hellcat or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, when we talk foot pounds of torque, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, like, like the. the that's like to me. That's the impressive number right, right there. You got your your, your twenty twenty uh, your twenty twenty Super Duty is four hundred and forty or four hundred and fifty horsepower and a thousand fifty pounds of torque. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, none of the new big three trucks are sub four hundred horsepower. None of them. Yeah. And they're all they're all like, I think the I think the Ram and the Duramax are just under a thousand foot pounds. Okay. And then the uh, Ford is thousand fifty. And you're talking this much power and this much torque in a giant vehicle. Like you said, I mean, yeah, it's cool in the Hellcat when you do 127, mm-hmm. but he can pull my house, you know, and still do 80. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that's the crazy part. Yeah. Like, well, that's yeah. what we were kind of talking about earlier is when you put that torque down on the ground, it, it's it's pretty amazing how yeah. I, much advantage you have. Right. <laughs> when you make them come to life, it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you really, when you really put the screws to them and – you know, really give her the fuel. When you see like an eight thousand pound truck like just ripping past that, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, the ground like pauses for a minute because like, it slows the earth down if it goes the wrong way. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is highway pulls with my gooseneck trailer on the back. Yeah, that's a ball. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the best best thing. Like being in a dyno, I think it's like you could feel the power, you could hear the power, and you're just like you know things are happening. Right, it's got to be like being in a space shuttle, like at launch. Like, I'm going places. <laughs> Probably one of the funnest things that I ever did was uh, me and my buddy Nate were on our way out to uh, the Sterling Heights area to pick up a uh, F450 um, with a flatbed on it. And we were on 696, where all the tunnels are, down by the zoo and all that yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. And we were laughing like retards. We had both windows down. We're in my pickup truck, and I'm just wide open throttle with the gooser on the back, just, <laughs> just, just flying. People are like, what the hell's going on? They're looking over, and here goes this truck flying by with a trailer doing 100 miles an hour through the tunnels. <laughs> we're laughing so hard, tears are coming out of our eyes, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's like that. It's like that. <laughs> and you got your new project out there, which yeah, we're working on it. Rambles and rattles and doesn't want to go nowhere. It's getting there. Okay, we're, we're getting straightened out. Yeah, we're gonna get straightened out. This is sound good. Right? <clears throat> do what it needs to do. Should you break all the all the rear duels loose when you stomp on it? No. Uh, maybe maybe not so much that, but <laughs> we are gonna clean it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah help me out. Get that thing around in a little tip top shape. Nice. Billet wheel, bellowed up pipes. Uh, New turbo pedestal, yeah, you know, just just some just some cleanup items. Okay, or yeah. put a billet wheel in a little bit, a little bit of surging, you know. Yeah, it really doesn't give you much more power. It just smooths the power out, so you're not getting underneath the turbo and crack okay. out of it and stuff like that. So <laughs> you're so excited, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take you for a ride in that thing. Yeah. It's awesome. Got to make the bed go up and down first. Yeah, that's that's key. Yeah, I gotta get that fixed. It's not fixed yet. No. Okay. No, that's not fixed yet. We're working on that. Yeah. Yeah. I got a guy. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. A little side hustle action going on. Yeah, we'll, we'll do what you got to gotta do. We'll yeah. get to that, you know. Okay. But yeah, new venture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's probably part of why we're like two weeks behind in episodes. But yeah, you know, yeah. that and other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the life hit, hit hard and slowed everything down. Right. Enough about me. Let's talk back about big trucks and going fast and All making right. power. <laughs> what do you got? You, you, I've dropped my diesel knowledge so far. Oh, so you're this, out? You're spent? I'm oh. listening. I'm like taking in like, okay, well, 
I had the. I think uh, he'd be like a kid in a candy shop over there. Oh, dude, it's like it's rad, but it's like I don't really understand the whole like it's they're bigger, they're heavier, they're like way more stuff going on. I got to figure out like I'd put gas in mine, I drive, and I pay like thirty bucks for oil, and I'm done. <laughs> like, it's it's a little I'm hearing more fuel filters every eighty miles, and I'm like, what? <laughs> well, that might be a little extreme. <laughs> I, I I typically recommend fuel filters every other oil change. Okay, it's <laughs> some people that's eighty miles. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that, when, I guess that when you be. fill your oil full of connecting rod, <laughs> <laughs> well, you should yeah. probably change that. Yeah, I, pretty much. <laughs> I'm I'm noticing a resurgence in the diesels, right? I mean, because now you've got. Like the common real diesel, like the Jeeps, you've got the ZR2s coming out with a diesel, the Jetta's a diesel. What I mean, there's a lot more. F one fifty has a diesel, Ram right. Eco diesel. There's a there's a new mm-hmm. uh, half ton uh, Duramax diesel. Okay. I think the, the the Canyon might have a diesel option yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Talking about yeah. that, uh, Colorado. that ZR2 yeah. Colorado. The Rangers had a diesel in it forever. They just don't offer it in the United States right. of America. Um, you so. Know, why? Because like I see it in Africa and Australia, the diesels are like their primary diesels. Like petrol cars are the the weird ones over there. Yeah, thank our friendly EPA. Okay, because they make emissions so tough, and the smaller that you make a vehicle, the more strict they are on the emissions. Okay, so like you know your 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 F three fifty four fifty five fifty have a much tighter emission standard than the six fifty seven fifty do, which have a tougher emission standard than. The heavy-duty trucks do, you know, like your Camaros and your Peterbilts and okay. stuff like that. Um, you know, it's the class of vehicle. Whatever class of vehicle, the lower the class, the more strict the emissions are on it. Um, and really, it's, in my opinion, doesn't make a profound difference. It just costs a whole bunch more money to, okay. you know, deal with it. Um, it's I, I feel terrible for people sometimes. They come into the shop and, you know, we take a look at it and we're like, sorry, man, you need DPF and SCR and... You know, you're uh, going to need five to $8,000 worth of work mm. on your exhaust. Okay. You know, and it's just your exhaust. We're not doing any engine work. It's <laughs> oh. And, and you know, there's... Well, you're like, my whole... Oh, it just runs like crap. Oh, well, it's this giant, really expensive exhaust system yeah. the government made the manufacturer. Because five-day grant, I buy a whole new motor for, like, a regular gasser. Cat piss into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty terrible. I mean, it's really terrible what they've done. I mean, it's not like you're getting anything out of it... Uh, I mean, they say that the air is cleaner because of it, but okay. I don't really buy it because what's it take to manufacture the stuff? Right. You know, how much, how much are we, how much emissions are we creating just by having to manufacture all these emissions constantly at these plants, mm-hmm. you know, and the regens. I mean, if you ever watch a truck go into regen, the shit that comes off the tailpipe, <laughs> I'm like, it sounds like you're just collecting it. Yeah. And I'm putting like, it out later. Exactly. Right. I'm like sitting there watching a truck that you can't see through the ass end of the truck when it's in a forest region. after we do some work on it, you can't see past it. And it's like, well, um, pretty sure everything that you saved just going out the tailpipe right now. Yeah. So, you know, and it, it, what's it take to dispose of the shit when you take it off and you know, where's it going then, you know, plus two, they typically use 20 to, 30 percent more fuel with the emissions during regens they dose one of the cylinders or multiple cylinders with uh fuel on an exhaust stroke to send raw fuel through to you know burn everything off inside the exhaust you wash your cylinders down you know if you don't pay attention to it and you're not keeping an eye on it you know you wash your cylinders down you you get uh, fuel dilution in your oil and you know then you wipe out the lower end of your motor and then you got to buy a motor <laughs> what are we saving i don't right. understand you know it seems like it seems to me it seems like a uh, you know it seems like a money grab crazy right, really for me i mean yeah. it doesn't i from from my end of the deal i just don't see what it's saving Right. So your, your industry kind of took a hit with like the performance side too, right? And the EPA kind of came down yeah. on them. I know it was like the uh, oh yeah the Discovery Channel Diesel, Bro- Diesel Brothers show. I think they got hit with some crazy fines. Yeah, and some serious like fines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they came in. They came into our shop. Yeah, and uh, we had to stop. We had to stop. You know, we we were we right. were doing all kinds of performance work, and now we when we do performance work, we have to make sure that we're doing performance work on stuff that's either a pre emissions or b that's not going to be on the road. Right, you know. So if I want to like build a diesel drag truck, you could do it. I'm your man. Okay. You know, but if you're gonna if you're gonna bring me your truck and have me do all kinds of work to it, and then you're gonna daily drive it, I can't do it. Okay. You know, I just I can't because the EPA will come in. They threaten me with almost a half a million dollars in fines just to you know just for what we had done. And you know, I mean, they were gracious enough to never you know do anything with it, but. 
I just think, like or, a cease and desist from here forth kind of thing? Pretty much. I don't know if it was just to scare the shit out of us or if it was Sounds like it worked. You know, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know. I, like, was, I don't want to play. I wouldn't want to play with that kind half of Half a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we did We did kind of, you know, thumb our noses at the EPA for a long time. We joked about it. Right. fun about it. But when they came in, we were like, oh, holy shit, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> you guys do exist. Okay. It's like the men in black. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, all right, I guess we're all done here. Yeah. You know. Oh, and it the was tough. With we, the large hands was surprisingly gentle. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't sure if we were going to make it afterwards either because yeah. we figured out it was a huge portion of our business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was really tough. It was it was a massive part of our business, and, and all that stuff made a lot of profit. Right. So we had to change things around. We did definitely have to bump our labor rates and our parts prices up a little bit. Yep. Stuff like that. But our customers all seem pretty gracious with it. They, they yes. get it. Nobody said anything. Okay. Nobody complains, you know. Yeah. Well, it kind of is what it is. And some of that, like you said, coming into the diesel world, like you're just ready to break out the checkbook. It sounds like it's not. Nothing's cheap. If I'm paying eight grand for an exhaust, <laughs> we made one in Jay's garage for the Jeep for like thirty-seven bucks. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you know. I would say I would say the average repair at the shops probably between seventeen hundred and twenty-two hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, that's pretty pretty standard. I mean. <laughs> We're slightly above average for, you know, nationwide repair you okay. know, and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, I think the nationwide average repair is like $500 or $450 or something like that. And you're saying for gassers or for diesel? Yeah, for, for like a standard repair facility, okay. like across the board as an average. Okay. I think it's like 450 or $500 is like the average repair. And our average repair is between, you know, 17 and 2200 bucks. So. How's that big heavy-duty truck sounding now, Jim? I'm just going to get a gas one. <laughs> you know, I, I, I will say there's a lot of people that buy diesels that shouldn't. Okay. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that don't buy diesel that should. Okay. You know, there's there's I know quite a few people that put way too many miles on their gasser, you know, to a point of, dude, you're, you're wasting money by, you know, not having the diesel because – diesel pickup truck sporting a big load you know say a fifteen thousand pound load okay they're going to be cruising around for the most part probably averaging between 13 and 15 miles per gallon uh-huh. that same gasser barely gets 15 miles per gallon by itself right and then you throw a big load on it, it's eight or nine miles per gallon well we threw the jeep on your gasser and pulled like what nine to moab yeah, yeah we got like a side. and that's not fifteen thousand pound load no. Let's <laughs> say <laughs> so you pull 15,000 well, we behind your half ton. You're, you, yeah. no. To Moab, you, you got some balls, no. man. <laughs> no. It was, uh, I don't know, whatever your cheap ways on yeah. the back of a Probably trailer. Like 5,500. I think we had all our stuff for a week. Still ain't 15,000 pounds. No, yeah, no. No. <laughs> but it, we're, I mean, yeah, we're talking a significantly smaller engine. Yeah. <laughs> Not a whopping 3.5 liters twin turbo power. <laughs> It does good. I'm, I love. I like the power that it makes, but hey, at least it's got turbos on it. Right, it does. I mean, yeah, fine. you know, I got a sticker on the back of my truck that says, "Truck without a turbo is like a man without balls." <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. There it is. <laughs> so, what do you think is causing, like we talked about a little bit ago, like the resurgence? Like, why does why do I need a, a turbo diesel ZR2 or a, like a Colorado? Yeah, fuel economy. Okay. Period. End but you just said it's less economic with all the stuff on it. Well, so where I am mean, I at? It, for, for, a, for a pickup truck, yes. For the cars, I mean, you know, there's another huge portion of that, too. You can't idle. Okay. So, like, idling with emissions on your diesel is about the worst thing you can do. You get wet stacking, you get coking, stuff like that. It basically plugs your exhaust up, and then it all gets hard inside there. Okay. Which and was then, like the, I mean, that was like the standard go-to back in the day, right? I was like, oh, diesel. You know, you yeah. think of like yeah. the Kenworth, like that guy idles for days. Days, yeah. yeah. When he's on his downtime at the it's truck cool. stop. Yeah. It's cool. My Colorado's a diesel. Let's let it run. Let yeah. it run. <laughs> that's where everyone's just, yeah. Yeah, they can't, can't, they can't really... keep the exhaust temperature up, so it goes below... Uh, you know, efficiency threshold. And then it starts getting what's called coking and wet stacking and stuff like that, where it starts getting this heavy buildup in the filters and the particulate filters and, you know, the DPF and all that stuff. And it can't burn it back off once you start getting that stuff in there. Sometimes if you're lucky, you can pull them off and you can take them and have them baked and they can bake it out of there for, you know, 20 hours or put in a kiln or something for yeah pretty much you put it in a giant oven and they just smash hot air through it trying to you know break everything apart on it um 
you know, so really, really, I guess if I had to give any advice on a diesel is don't idle it when you have emissions, you know, get to where you're going, shut it off. I mean, you can idle a little bit, but yeah. you know, don't just unnecessarily leave your car idling. But like I've slept in the Jeep with it running overnight. Yeah, I mean, if you have to once in a while, that's yeah. one thing. But I would say that if you just got to do a heavy highway pole afterwards. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would say though, if, like if if you sleep in your pickup or you sleep in your car or whatever, and you leave it idling because it's super cold or super right. hot out or whatever, probably in your best interest to take it out as soon as you wake up, not even shut it off. Take it out on you know a good hot drive. Give it the business. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just to you know burn some of that shit out because when you shut them off and they cool down, that's when a lot of the problems. You know, so it kind of still stays liquefied-ish yeah. while it's warm, and then once I, if I shut it off, it hardens up. Yeah, and I think that the humidity mm. go, getting into the exhaust as it cools down, because you know as as things cool down with heat, it starts drawing moisture into yep. it. I think that's where a bigger part of the problem comes in. Is you know it gets all it gets it all. Sounds to me like a bigger problem is this emissions exhaust filter crap. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I back in the days you can just straight pipe it. Yeah. The turbo is an exhaust muffler. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, legal muffler. There yeah. we go. That's you a know what? Muffler. If we compound it, I'll have two mufflers. Yes, double the mufflers. <laughs> Super quiet. I think that was actually. Remember the joke was like trying to get a muffler bearing at like the auto parts store. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a '94 Ford Probe. Like the part was a muffler bearing. Nice. Like the rear bearing on the turbo or something like that. Someone looked it up. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> there is one. We should hang one from the garage damn wall here. Hey, somewhere. there's still not blinker fluid. There is still not blinker fluid. <laughs> but, but there is but, exhaust fluid now. But I'm gathering if there will be, it'll be in diesel first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way they're going. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, the EPA is pretty evil, you know, when it comes to, you know, stuff like that. Bunch of fun governors. We could we could go so much further with diesel if okay. there wasn't so many limitations by them, you know, and I think private industry would take care of it all on its own. You know, it's never big government that solves these problems. It's always private industry that solves these problems, so... So, but at what point, I mean, and I guess this is for the, the tree saver, the tree hugger side of us, like, at what point is it not just putting the, everybody sees the black diesel smoke, right, and you're thinking pollution. Right. If you take the EPA stuff off, I know there's, you've got to mine the platinum mm-hmm. to make those things work. You've got to do something special with them when they're done. But if I just cut all that out and just had a straight pipe turbo diesel, is that less efficient? It's more efficient, so I'm saving dinosaurs, but am I more polluting? You see what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah, I mean, where's I guess, the argument for I these guess, people? I guess technically you are. Um, you know, the thing is, is that that black soot that you see coming out is actually considered a heavy organic carbon. Okay. So even by like the EPA, if you look it up, that's that diesel particulate. Mm-hmm. It's a heavy organic carbon. You know, it's not like it's something terrible. The, the bad thing, the bad thing with diesels is uh, NOx, the nitrogen oxides. Okay. Um, you know, and the more oxygen rich the air going into the cylinders, the more nitrogen oxides get created. That's where the def comes in. Now. Okay. So the turbo, the more you turbo something and pump more air into it. Yeah. Well, right. the That's... better, the better the oxygen, you know, okay. the richer the oxygen, the more nitrogen oxides you get. So when you put new nitrous on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and that's where EGR comes in. They use EGR to, when they open the EGR valve up. You know, they're actually lowering the percentage of oxygen getting okay. into the cylinders. But, man, it just destroys the inside of your engine. That's You know, it's always confused me. I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I, we could all get behind, you know, the DPF and the SCR and all that stuff. You know, the urea, all that, fine, whatever. Because the urea, you know, the urea actually in the exhaust system binds with the nitrogen oxide particles and separates them and turns them into water and nitrogen again. Okay. Okay. I'm fine with that. Cool. I got yeah, no problem with that, that whatsoever. Where I start running into the problems is with, like, EGR and stuff like that. When we are literally – we've got all these great filters. We've got oil filters that are amazing. We've got fuel filters that are second to none. We've got these just awesome air cleaning systems in them now. And then we literally are shoving a pipe from the exhaust straight to the intake with a cooler in between that's cooling it down so it's not melting your seals as it goes into your motor – and uh, we're literally piping soot back into the motor and just clogging everything up with carbon. Right. Um, it's literally, literally be no different than shoving a tube in your butt and 
sucking up your farts. I mean, it's literally exactly what you're doing. Okay. It's, right. <laughs> which, which I think like, like that kills the legendary like longevity. Right? Yes. That's known as measles, right? You're it, it, killing that. You're you're costing so much more. So absolutely. then the cost savings isn't as much. Well, like, yeah. If they, if, they, if they eliminate all that, we'd go back to the day of just like, oh, it's an engine that's reliable, lasts forever, right. it's relatively efficient. Right. You know, and that's kind of where I get go back to the, what are we saving here? Right. We're, we're, we're having to produce more engines. We're having to produce more injectors. We're having to produce more gaskets. We, are we really saving anything? Mm-hmm. Are we really, I mean, if you really sit back and look at, look at everything and how many more engines, because EGR cuts the life of an engine in half. Okay. Yeah. You know, if, if you would get 500,000 miles out of it, you're going to get a quarter million. Right. Because you're EGR. slamming dirt. You know, back literally, it. it's, yeah. it's carbon. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like. Like raw diamond form, right? I yeah. mean, it's no. you know, and so you're destroying the valves, you're destroying the rings, you're destroying the cylinders. You know, I mean, when when we pull intakes off of things, you see chunks of carbon this big rolling out of it, and there's times where there's we've we've had we've had trucks that wouldn't run right, and for no good reason, they didn't have any codes, everything was supposed to be there, they just had no power. Finally, we get to a point where we take the intake off, and you get something that's a port that's an inch in diameter, but it only has a port the size of a pencil hole in it. Right. Because there's so much carbon packed into it. You're like, like got oh. cholesterol. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. We're there feeding these things yeah. fast food. <laughs> <laughs> we need to cut that thing down. Get exactly. some lean elk meat in that thing. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Literally you dig all the carbon out, you clean the intake out of it, all that stuff, put it all back together. You didn't put any sensors in it, you didn't change anything else, just some labor and the thing runs amazing again. Really? You know, and you're sitting there going, "Yeah, this is this is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> this fixes everything. everything. This Here is you the go. answer." You know, I I don't know. I don't. And at that point, the guy was like, "I told you I wasn't hard on it." Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that would be one case. That would be one case where I'd be like, "All right, you got me. Yeah, you yeah. win." You know, yeah. Right? yeah. You were way too gentle on this. Thing. No, that's the problem. You were too gentle. <laughs> However, sir, I pulled your valve covers off, and there's this much sludge. <laughs> On your valve covers, okay? I told you. So when I have to pay five gallons for an oil, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spread it out a little bit thinner. By the way, change your goddamn oil, <laughs> please. <laughs> Don't come to me complaining about how shit's worn out when you've got you know two inches of filth inside the top of your motor. I'm sorry, Fair enough. I'm not going to have any uh, remorse for you. <laughs> so that's not a cheap who should look for a diesel like who if somebody's looking for a truck right now who should look at a diesel oh well i guess it depends on what you're doing okay. i mean um it's kind of what you're gonna tell us like a, you- anything any <laughs> anybody that's hauling anything heavy regularly okay i mean if you're if you're hauling over 7500 pounds on the regular probably in your best interest to get a diesel and not a half ton for god's sake not a half ton okay <laughs> there's still half tons Vermont says I can pull ten thousand. You, you need a you need a three quarter ton. Yeah, it can. Doesn't mean it should be done. Do anything once. Yeah. Okay, turn or stop, and it'll pull it. You know. Um, yeah, I mean anything. If you're if you're hauling anything heavy regularly, you should consider having a diesel. Uh, you know, if you're taking long trips, um, if you're taking really long trips and. You're not necessarily hauling anything heavy, but you're taking really long trips. It's it's in your best interest to have a diesel. They get better fuel economy. Okay. You know, truck for truck, as far as trucks go, stuff like that. Uh, you're probably talking. You're probably talking thirty percent better fuel mileage. So even a three, even a half ton, say a one fifty diesel versus a one fifty with an EcoBoost in it. Uh, yeah, I'd be better off with a diesel truck for like going here to California for yeah, something. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna use a lot less fuel doing it um, to go all that way. You know. Can I get a Jake break in that? So I just wanted to. Uh, I do believe they have not a Jake break. You can't get a Jake break in anything. I just wanted to sound really cool. You know, not a semi because a true Jake break uses the intake valves to do what it's doing. Can you make me like a sound that I can put on a speaker? <laughs> oh, anything can be done. Hell yeah! You know, anything can be done. But they do have engine braking. Okay. They, they they close the veins down on the turbo, the variable veins. They uh-huh. close it down on the turbo and holds the exhaust into the motor, and so it turns into an engine brake. Okay. So there you go. I'm sciencing, dude. I'm sciencing it up. Yeah, I know you're like being like, huh? Oh, I'm not getting diesel, bro. Like they, they are above my my knowledge base. Like, because I'd be parked in the UP with a, a motor froze up full of thick diesel stuff. I got to start a fire in my truck to get somewhere. Like, pass. Like, they're rad for towing. Like, if I had to tow a bunch of stuff all the time, if I had a Kubota to yeah. tow, 
I would have a diesel truck. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's why I have a diesel truck. That's why you have a diesel truck. Like, <laughs> you're, upgraded. Your Ford did just fine towing the Jeep for as far as we had to tow it. Like, I have, yeah, I did fine. So from here to West Branch? It's luxury. It'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't bad. I'm the guy he's talking about. Because yeah. <laughs> I would show up like, bro, I don't, I don't know I don't, what it did. It just I, makes a noise. It's weird. Yeah. I push the pedal thingy to go, and it doesn't. Amazing to call and hit me with that $2,200 bill. How <laughs> <laughs> much for you to keep it? <laughs> hey, there's a lot of people that do that to me, man. Yeah. Uh, you just get the title in the mail? <laughs> I, well, I've never had that happen. Which, by the way, if you've left a truck at my shop, please just send a title. Okay? But, you know, it's it's funny because there's, there's a, lot, a lot of people that, you know, they tell us, oh, yeah, get going on it, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then... You know, we call them up. Hey, you gonna like bring down some money, or, right. or you know, you can. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll bring down some money. You know, when? Oh, you know, uh, next week on Tuesday. Okay, cool. So like a month later, I call them up. Hey man, uh, need you to do something here. You know, like, you got to do something. And it, then they ghost you. They stop calling. You know, yeah. they, they won't answer your phone. You know, nothing like that. Eventually, it's pretty funny because you know we get a after after a certain amount of days, we have the right to send a letter off the state of Michigan, and then they sent us they sent us uh, you know some paperwork back. We fill that paperwork out, and then we ship one off the state of Michigan, one off to the homeowner, stating that uh, you know on such and such a date, your truck's going to be going up for auction, and if it doesn't sell, it becomes ours. And suddenly we get a response. Crazy! It's yeah. it's it's amazing, you know. And oh well, you know, well, you, you you didn't tell me this. You didn't tell me. I told you everything. I called you thirty seven times. <laughs> well, and we document every time that we're calling them, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you didn't call me. Uh, we called you this day. We called you this day. Exactly this time. Yeah. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> They're like my head financial officer, yeah. who I'm married to, said that <laughs> it was dumb for me to get that dumb truck anyway, yeah. and that I didn't need it to go to my office. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's why it rang twice and hung up. I, I wasn't wrong number. I was just ignoring you. <laughs> Didn't mean it. But oh. yeah, I've, I've I've had some I've had some interesting stories too. I've had some guys that that ghosted me and then found out they went to jail. I've had yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a different story. At least it, I mean, it was their fault, but at least not ghosting you was you know, yeah. Wasn't yeah. a purposeful ghost. Well, they you know. don't sell my truck. If it's uh, handcuffs or calling the diesel guy, I'm pretty sure that you're not yeah. that high on the list. Priorities. Priorities. Yeah. Priorities. <laughs> my one phone call. Yeah. Uh, Eric lawyer. Or lawyer. <laughs> lawyer. My mechanic. Hey, bro. I want to sell my truck. Hey, bro. I love that truck. <laughs> I love that truck, bro. I'll pay you when I get out. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'd probably work with him. Right. <laughs> I, I probably would. I'd probably be like, all right, bro. You're gonna have to pay storage, but I'll work with you. You start getting ramen in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> What's this half pack of cigarettes? What is this? <laughs> Dude, that's a gold. Oh, that's Joey trying. Joey's trying. <laughs> I would, I would, I would probably consider that rent for a month if somebody did that. I'd laugh my ass off. I'd be like, "All right, you got a month." Watching <laughs> you say, and someone's listening right now. Like a case of ramen on his doorstep tomorrow. Hell, I might get some at the gas station. The way home, I'll throw it in his front door. <laughs> oh. That one across the street sells some really cool like ramen bowls. Okay. <laughs> I stopped in the night to get a pop, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Let's go put some on his front door. <laughs> a loose, a loose smoke and a ramen bowl. Here you go. This is, <laughs> this is the start of me getting a diesel. So right. when I call you, you know, you know who to carry. You know, this would actually be really funny too, because I'm like never at the shop anymore. Okay, I'm always out on the road. I'm a mobile road mechanic. Okay, so I'm always out on the road. So I, I'm, I'm gonna laugh my ass off. The shop starts calling. Hey, uh, we keep getting these freaking things of ramen. What's up with the ramen showing up here, man? <laughs> ramen and had two cigarettes taped to it. I don't know what's going on with that. Bubs will be like, tell him to send beer. <laughs> 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 the, the discount code is ramen noodle. <laughs> all right. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, I'm trying to think of any else? any other in, intriguing um, questions I have about diesel questions. life. Yeah, I, I, you know this is it. This is the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll come back. Yeah, I'm yeah so bad. So far, so. Well, not, worked out good. Yeah. I just want to hear him say atomization some more. All, that, like, <laughs> yeah, all yeah, them yeah, science really words. Scientific, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Atomization, I mean, the NXOs, and the EGI. He's making up words. I don't, I don't know. even know what acronyms he's using. Like, is there a test at the end of this? <laughs> Can I copy? Just answer C, dude. You'd be fine. He's dropping <laughs> acronyms on me like I know what they mean. Like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. EGR? 
He's Googling it. <laughs> what the hell is that? I couldn't get fast enough. I was yeah. trying at first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I think that uh, I think that definitely helped out some people. We definitely have people like the uh, like the overland community, like you said. Uh, looking at like the Z, you know the diesel Colorado. Yeah, diesel Colorado is huge right now. You know, I know there's some people excited about the diesel Jeep Wrangler. I guess is coming out maybe yeah. or something. You oh, know, yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. But that's gonna be one of those so weird ones. Some though, information like about that. Like he's talking about the weird Jeep diesels earlier, so it yeah. might be an issue. Like, well, you know, I mean, if you can get one that you know has been properly maintained, they're they're actually really good engines. Okay, they're just they're just such a pain in the ass, and I can tell you right now, anybody that goes for the most part, most people that go and buy one of those. They're going to get it for thirty-five to fifty-five hundred bucks. Okay, their older Jeep diesel or whatever. They're going to bring it to me, and if it needs a turbo, I'm going to give them a bill that's the same size as the cost of the vehicle. Okay, right, because of the labor that goes into it and all, all that right. kind of stuff. You know, I always feel bad when people bring me stuff, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it, especially if I found out they just bought it, you know, and I'm like, dude, uh, yeah, super bummed out because you just paid seventy-five hundred bucks for this truck. And I'm going to approach you with a $9,300 bill because you need you need head gaskets, you need you know you need head gaskets, you need a whole bunch of front end work, you need U joints all the way around, you know you've got a leaking rear wheel seal, uh, you need shocks, you need you know. Let's well, just focus on the diesel. <laughs> you know. But what, well, so what about like the newer stuff? Newer stuff coming out, like you can buy today at the dealership. Yeah, it's all good. All pretty good. It's all good. I mean. They've all they've all done pretty good. Um, it's all neutered, but it's all good. Yes, yes. Okay. And they're getting better with it. I mean, they are. I will give them credit. They're getting better. The the manufacturers are getting better with you know the emissions on them and them right. lasting longer and not being so uh, sissified, if you will. Um, they seem to be getting better with putting power with the emissions and stuff like that because they were terrible when they first yeah. came out with the emissions on. We, it's almost like the uh, gas emissions of like the 80s and 70s right. and stuff like that. It's like, oh, you're getting into trucks and you're like, oh my God, what is this? Like, this is terrible. <laughs> Somebody get this thing a, you know, turbo. Right. Oh, oh there is one in there? I didn't oh. realize that. <laughs> Sounds like the Tim Ryan answer. <laughs> More cylinders or a turbo yeah. is the only way to fix it. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. the only way. You know what's the greatest thing about this is like every time you know, we always have a guest on, and it seems like we just complicate other people's decisions. Yeah, <laughs> like we're always gonna get messages like, "Well, I was gonna buy the Colorado with a diesel, but now I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do now." So, if somebody wants to buy a used diesel, do you do like a shop like two hundred bucks? I'll go over your truck. One hundred fifty actually. Okay. It's one hundred fifty dollars for a full blown inspection on it, and definitely get a pre inspection. Okay, get a pre inspection before you buy the diesel. Don't buy the diesel and then bring it to me and find out it needs eight grand worth of work. You Bingo. know, um, that'd be nice. Nice bargain. Will you give me like a printout, like a bargaining chip, so absolutely. I can go back and be like, it needs eight grand worth of work. Absolutely, and I won't lie to anybody. Okay, you know, I'm going to give you a full blown printout. It's going to be perfectly honest. It's just going to be. It is what it is. Cool. You know, I yeah. don't care either way. Whether somebody gets mad at me that's trying to buy it, somebody gets mad at me trying to sell it, I'm not. I'm not. I'm an independent, right? I Third party, non partial. Yeah. Don't care. You know, this is what's wrong with this truck. Well, yeah. If I blow 150 with you and I save 40 grand down the road, like it sounds like it's a pretty fair. I mean, pretty oh, fair investment yeah. of mine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thousands. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit. Look at you. $9,500 bill. <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't buy a boat without a survey, right? You know, yeah. you, you get a boat survey. Those are 600 to a thousand bucks typically. Okay. You know, you. you even if it's a ten thousand dollar boat, you still spend a thousand bucks having a survey done to make sure that the stringers aren't rotting on it. Okay, you know. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's really it's really a survey to tell you. you can't that, sink in a truck though. Well, I mean, well, financially, actually, you, yeah, you, could. you can. <laughs> <laughs> you could also end up divorced. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we can do that in a jeep though. Motorcycle jeep. It does seem like everything is expensive. Uh, but we do seem to end uh, every show with, like, uh, do your homework. <laughs> uh, pretty much. I mean, you know, if you don't, it's really, really kind of your own fault, although yeah. you can also fall too far down in the rabbit holes on things, too. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like people come in and they, they oh, I was, I was online and I was reading this and I was reading that, you know, and then this and then that, and then they leave, and then they're calling us, hey, what about this? What about that? Dude, we got it. You yeah. know, like, we know what yeah. we're doing. Well, I was reading and Yeah. Come on, man. I was on diesel forums. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure if that's a thing. No assault to diesel forms, if that's a thing. But uh, like, no, a thing? it's definitely a thing. Yeah. And there's too many of those things. Oh, yeah. There's a podcast. Yes, there's more than one. Really? Yeah. Or you compete. With but do they have right this now. guy? Not at all. 
stuff. Doesn't have our local diesel expert yeah. on hand. Answer your questions and your calls. Uh, Call her online, please. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do my best, you know, to try and inform people. And, you know, it's it, you don't got to be afraid to call the shop. We're happy to give some advice, you know. I mean, we're not going to help you rebuild your engine over the phone. Right. But, uh, you know. You got to use FaceTime for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are on all the social medias, right, Motor City? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay. MotorCityDieselPerformance.com. Um, uh, we're on Facebook, Motor City Diesel. Um, I don't know what Rob and Blake have us on on everything else. On the, on I'm the not gram? the tech guy. Yeah. We'll, we'll, he fixed stuff. Just let him know. We'll tag him on the gram and everything. <laughs> okay. And we'll get all that set up. He's going to go and be like, yeah, Jay said he's uh, tagging you on the gram. Like, yeah. you know what that means? Because like, I'm as confused as Jim while I'm talking about EGRs and <laughs> PBRs and DLTs and <laughs> I know one of the things that we've been that's been selling great is the uh, T style radios. We've been installing Tesla style radios. In, okay. Uh, What's the Tesla style radio? The big ones. Big, massive one. It's like 16 inches tall. What? And yeah. it integrates everything. Like we we'll put one in your F one fifty. What? And if you pull everything out from the center console, okay, it fully integrates everything. So anything that does have knobs on it, it now has a. It's a touchscreen, and it controls it by the touchscreen. They're actually fairly cheap, too. Elon sends you the piece that connects to your head and you <laughs> think what the car does. Yeah. And it no, 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 definitely not. That's that. Gen Next 2. Year's model, Gen 2, yeah. 2021, baby. <laughs> so. See so you rolling around with that thing in there. Cerebral link. Yeah, the right, T-Style radio has been selling really well. Um, and I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually pretty sweet. I'm going to put one on the Explorer. <laughs> yeah, Explorer. For the life. <laughs> That's awesome. Make her happy. Why not? <laughs> hey, exactly. Hope uh, Ange doesn't hear this. <laughs> You're in trouble, no, dude. She, my You're girl, is a tech test. nerd. Oh, <laughs> so be... what she do for Christmas, dude? When she's not listening. <laughs> I can figure out the radio she has in it now, bro. Love, dude, bring dude some ramen. <laughs> <laughs> We're driving. I'm like, hey, babe, he changed the channel for me. She's like, just push the button. I'm like, what button? There's 300. <laughs> I'm used to like you preset, you push the thing, and there's like a one through six. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's pretty funny because my uh, my F350 has. Has a radio with a knob uh-huh. that you turn the volume up and yeah. down, and it's got ten presets. On Ooh, it. you had the updated one, okay? Ooh. Okay, it's got ten. It's got XLT 10 buttons buttons on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even says one through ten on it. Okay, you know? uh-huh. and uh, it's never on. Really? I listen to the music under the hood. Get yeah, that. Turbo. <laughs> massive amounts of hashtag air Turbo Life. <laughs> yeah, I can listen to that for hours. So, all right. Well, I think uh, I think it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I think, I think so. I'm unless go, you guys got something else. We go research your RIA and we'll, EGRs when I get to the house. Well, we're getting to that magic hour mo- uh-huh. moment where it's like we everything either, goes to we hell. Either put it on the gram or uh, we gotta just say, "Hey, go go to YouTube." Go to the YouTube's. So, oh, gotcha. But, put it on the gram. Put it on the gram. All right. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Come back anytime, guys. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. dun. Wow.